Okay, picture this. The year is 2090 and you, dear listener, are captain aboard the first ever manned vehicle headed for Mars. This mission has been in the works since 2015 and has finally come to fruition after a small colony was created on the moon in 2065, allowing ships to exit the gravity well created by Earth. You and your crew launched from the dark side of the moon three months ago and are thoroughly clear of the majority of the satellites that helped guide your early travel. Last night, the navigator noticed a dot on the external sensors, but everybody waved it off. It was late, you were out of the optimal range for all of the equipment, and besides, everything out here was either space junk from Earth or a barren rock, right? Wrong. Fifteen minutes ago, aliens, like actually fully developed walking-talking aliens, boarded your ship. They were armed with laser guns, and while everyone was too busy thinking about how this simply cannot be happening, they shot the primary medic and grazed your torso, leaving a gaping wound about two inches wide in every dimension on your side. You and the rest of the crew fled to the med bay, which has its own internal life support system. As you stagger to the med bay, applying pressure to the bone to try to stop the bleeding, you desperately try to remember what supplies are available. You finally make it to the med bay, close the blast doors, and open the supply cabinet labeled bones. At the exact moment you swing the door open, you remember that due to the belief that there would be no serious dangers on the trip and constant budget cuts, all medical supplies are from what was considered cutting edge in the year 2020. This is when you realize that you, the gaping wound thing on your ribs, and your entire crew are truly fucked. Hello, my name is Grace and this is Science Through Scenarios. In this podcast, we cover modern groundbreaking technology by discussing practical application and fake emergency scenarios. This episode, Year 2090, discusses current and developing skin tissue engineering technologies. In case you haven't noticed, this podcast is not exactly safe for work as they will continue to be both gore and language. Happy listening! Standing in shock, bleeding from a wound by a laser taser thing shot by an actual alien, you have never hated bureaucracy more. You haven't had to encounter this much blood since 2075. On Earth, there are little medbots that float around and fix injuries whenever they happen. When you move, the tunnel burned through your side makes a squelching sound, and you feel like you're about to pass out, not from blood loss, but how disgusting that sound is. You realize, through all the panic, that despite the burn, you can't really feel anything, indicating that... The laser caused a third-degree burn. As you pull out all the supplies, you call over the navigator as you remember they paid the most attention during the first day class the medic taught. They find the manual and say that they'll help you narrow down the possible choices to treat the burn and apply the final solution. They also look just as queasy as you do whenever they look at the wound. The first thing you reach for, rather reluctantly, as you remember the pain of application, is sutures. You know that because of the size of the wound and the lack of healthy tissue in the wound, you can't just stitch it closed, but you figure that you might need them to secure the major solution. 
As you pass over the stitches, you see a small cryo-freezer in the back of the cabinet labeled Skin Graphs. You pull out the portable freezer and read the contents, graph jacket, applegraft, dermograft, and sterile dermatome to the navigator, hoping to narrow down the options. The navigator informs you that graph jacket, which has been around since at least 2000, is preserved cadaver skin and has a risk of rejection due to a difference in cell type and immune response. It also has limited potential to heal large wounds as it relies on the patient's own cells to restore normal function. You decide against stitching poorly functioning dead people's skin to your body and remove graft jacket from the list of possible options, asking next about applegraft and dermograft. As you tell the crew to prepare to defend themselves against the things currently banging on the door, the navigator informs you that both applegraft and dermograft have a lower chance of immune rejection, but are not suitable for third-degree burns. They are sheets of silicone seeded with fibroblasts derived from neonatal foreskin, and as such do not have the regenerative properties for this deep of a wound. As you reject two more solutions to the wound that is still oozing blood, you are slightly relieved that you won't have to have baby dick permanently on your body. You also start to wonder what sort of weirdo looks at either dead people or baby foreskin and decides that they are miracle cures. By this point, you realize that while a tissue engineering solution may be a great long-term solution to the damage from the laser taser, you have to do something to staunch the blood flow now. It is a good thing that the artificial gravity is still running because at least the blood, which also... Why is there so much blood? This wound is definitely a bone and should be cauterized. Is flowing down instead of floating away. The navigator appears to be on the same page as you and locates the essential first aid kit. The thing is a white metal box with a red cross on it. You have to laugh because you honestly thought that those were satirical and not the only things keeping your insides inside. You realize a little too late that one should not laugh with a deep oozing wound blazing through the side of their torso. As the navigator unspools the gauze and secures a wide swath of it to your side, you decide to evaluate your options. If you are remembering correctly, which you are pretty sure you are, the amount of blood you lost does not bode well unless you get fluids in you to boost red blood cell regeneration. Then there's the whole case of what you were shot with, the most foreign of foreign objects. You hope that nothing from the aliens made it into your blood, because if it did, your immune system will go into overdrive trying to purge it. This could cause a cytokine storm, which would shut down your entire body faster than you would be able to ward off infection. Similar to what happened nearly 70 years ago with the people who suffered for so long from COVID-19. You and your crew need to prioritize fortifying the med bay from whatever is outside and hope that they decide to give up and exit rather than pursue whatever goals they may have. As you tell your crew to push gurneys and cabinets against the door, ducking to stay out of sight through the porthole windows, you decide you also urgently need to fix yourself up. The medic was the second, and the engineer, who is the third, is currently losing their shit in the far corner of the room. So if you die, everyone is fucked. Your wound, now wrapped in gauze so tight there's no way it's not leaving a mark in your skin, appears to be bleeding less. 
You can no longer feel your heartbeat at the wound site, gradually pumping every precious drop of blood out of your body and onto the floor. You turn back to the bone supplies and once again get back to finding a quick solution to this mess and the assorted equipment strewn across the table. You hope that you'll find something soon before you pass out as you start to feel more than a little wobbly. You realize that there was one more item lifted on the skin grass cryo-freezer, and as you read the name off to the navigator, their face alone tells you that this option is not looking good. The navigator rotates the supply manual towards you and shows you a picture of a dormitome if the heading is anything to go by. The device looks like an ancient torture technique with a 6-inch wide razor that is used to remove skin and then turn it into a mesh to cover a larger surface area. The description to the right says in big bold letters, best outcome if used autologously. The navigator tells you that this means that your own skin would be scraped off your body, usually on your leg according to the instructions, and then stapled to your torso. Apparently, the fact that it is a graft from your own body decreases the chance of rejection, which seems pointless to you as you always think that two wounds are always worse than one. However, never want to outright reject something that might work, you mentally catalog the dermatome as the current best possible option, ignoring the mental image you've generated of being peeled like a carrot and processed like cattle. You didn't dedicate your entire life to space travel just to have a portion of you turned into a flesh fishnet, but if that's the only option, you'll do what you gotta do, you guess. The next thing your eye turns to are what appears to be printer cartridges labeled Skin Ink for 3D printing use only. You can't say that the term Skin Ink fills you with an overwhelming sense of optimism, but you read the labels off to the navigator, who informs you that the cartridges are full of highly processed collagen, epithelial cells, and hyaluronic acid, which can be used to create a layer of cells over a wound. These substances would have to be extruded through a 3D printer and deposited over a completely flat wound in order to work properly. The navigator then informs you that even if the application was perfect, a new layer of skin would not be created, but rather a layer of what is essentially scar tissue would cover the entirety of the wound, leading to limitations and flexibility around the wound. The technology is also only meant to be applied to appendages, so you and the team engineer, who is still cowering in the corner, would have to jerry-rig the printer in order to accommodate your entire upper body. You decide that due to the fact you don't want to sit through the leveling procedure for your wound and that the engineer is in no state for this, that skin ink is directly behind the torture device that they call a dermatome for options to heal your wound. At this point, there is only one option left on the table, and so you sincerely hope it is better than the other two plausible ones. You reach for what appears to be a double-barreled syringe and read off the label, Hyaluronic acid, solubilized amniotic membrane hydrogel to the navigator. They inform you that HASAM, for short, commercially pioneered by XL Biologics, is a suspension of pulverized amnion derived from the human placenta. The goop inside of the syringe can apparently set upon application and can lead to complete wound healing 
with minimal scarring and as little as 14 days. Although a gaping burn the size of the one on your side may take a longer. You once again wonder what sort of fetishist comes up with the ideas for these products. Human placenta goop is not any less weird than dead people's skin or cells derived from newborn foreskin. That being said, a solution is a solution, and you'll be damned if you die before you reach Mars. You hand the double-barreled syringe over to the navigator, who cracks it to mix the contents. They now have less than five minutes to apply it to your wound, and they cut the time close. As the last drop of goo hits your wound, it is absolutely freezing, probably due to the nerve endings that have fried in the wound, but you bear it. You wrap the wound of fresh gauze, being sure not to disturb what is apparently placenta gunk, now permanently on your side, and hope for the best. The bleeding has stopped, so something good must be happening. Just as you finish tucking the tail of the gauze in, you hear receding footsteps and what sounds like a ship headed away from your ship. It appears that the aliens decided that you and your crew were too much of an effort to get to and wandered off to another easier target. You head out, dragging the rest of the crew with you and investigate what is left of humanity's hope to get off planet. The navigator sends a message back to Earth and you continue ever onwards towards the red planet and towards the future. Hi all! Once again, my name is Grace, and this was Science Through Scenarios. Thank you for listening to this year, episode 2090. On this episode, all medical applications, including skin grafts, gauze wrapping, 3D printing skin cells, and Hossam Hydrogel are technologies that currently exist as either fully developed products or products in development. I do not own the intellectual property to any of these procedures or products, and each product's information is in the description. I hope you enjoy this episode of Science Through Scenarios, and feel free to join us next time when we talk about the effects of certain drugs in the body and the big high.